0: Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable once again inviting you to listen today to this Bible study right here on our website. We're so glad that you've joined us today. In the midst of all the chaos and crisis all over the world, and I'm not just talking about the pandemic, I'm talking about all of the crisis, you know, if we eliminated the pandemic from the equation, there's still trouble and turbulence all over the world. You know what the uh, the scriptures taught, what Jesus actually said about the end times and how they're going to progress all the way into the tribulation period. What he said about that was there would be distress of nations with perplexity amen earthquakes in diverse places in the sea And the waves roaring. Now, the earthquakes can cause tidal waves. We could interpret that in many many different ways. But there is an interpretation, I believe, that is spiritually relevant to us, particularly in the end time, in the day that we are living today. Amen. The Bible said of the wicked, they are like the troubled sea whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. The wicked are like this storm-tossed sea, that the storm is so intense that the waters cast up mire and dirt from the bottom. Amen. (laughs) There is no peace to the wicked. Amen. The sea and the waves roaring. You know, in the book of Revelation, it said the beast came out of the sea. It's not talking about the water there. Spiritually speaking, it's talking about all of humanity, about of the, the, the human family the, the all over the world. Out of that human family will come one man, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. Listen, today, the sea And the waves are roaring. And we need the strength to endure and escape the coming judgment. We need the strength to stand today during the falling away and, and not get caught up in the midst of all of the fear, men's hearts failing them for fear. We need what God has provided for us in and through Jesus Christ today. Amen. Someone said it real good when they said, I have a great need for Jesus Christ, and I have a great Jesus Christ for my need. So today it brings us to our subject, the all-sufficient Christ, the all-sufficient christ and if you turn with me in your bibles how many need him out there before we announce the scripture how many need you know a, a, a a lady in our church sister pauline by name she used to sing people need the lord before i would preach on many occasions amen and friend of mine we have never that 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 phrase has never been more relevant than to people living during the sea and waves roaring and during men's hearts failing them for fear and distress of nations with perplexity. We need that strength now. The perilous time is not a future event. It's not something coming. It is here in the last day's perilous times will come. We're living in that dangerous time right now. A friend of mine, God has a provision for us. We're going to look at that provision today in the all sufficient Christ, Philippians 4:11 through 13. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can, this is the text that you've heard many times. We want to break it down today. Amen. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I like Matthew Henry's commentary on this. It said, Christ which strengtheneth me denotes a present and continued act, not a one time event, but a continual day to day, moment to moment. I like the Amplified of that particular verse. It said, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient. In Christ's sufficiency. (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen, friend of mine, self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency doesn't mean self-confidence apart from Jesus Christ, but rather a confidence that his provision for us is adequate for anything that we may encounter Hallelujah! You know, the Bible said we're to be strengthened with all might in the inward man. It doesn't begin in your emotions. It will affect your emotions when it happens in your spirit man. The inward man is where the strength begins, but then it branches out into your soul and into your mind and uh, your body literally uh, being relieved of the stress. Uh, and distress is going to become healthier. It's going to affect every part of you, but it starts where the seed is always sown, and that is in your inward man, strengthened with all might. The scriptures declare in your inward man, Amen. Listen to this: Second Corinthians three and verse five says, "Not that we are sufficient." of ourself to think anything as of ourself. But our sufficiency is of God. Hallelujah. Dear friend, today we have confidence because our sufficiency is of God. We take courage because He is our strength. And this is what He does. In our life, how Jesus strengthens us and how the grace that we have from God because of his sacrifice on the cross is so amazing and so supporting and so sufficient. Number one, we have the sufficiency of grace today. Second Corinthians twelve nine says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in mine infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest on me. Hallelujah. Context for this text, Paul prayed three times to, to get out from under the pressure of of the trials and tests that were coming upon him the opposition from the enemy and all of the different ways that the enemy was using to try to wear him down and block block his ministry by blocking him oh friend of mine i want you to know something amen paul prayed 3 times and there was no answer and while he waited upon the lord the answer came and this was why God did not remove those circumstances from his life, but used them to qualify him for a special, special blessing, called the sufficiency of grace, that kept him becoming self-sufficient or self confidence or self-exalting when God used him so mightily. Amen. Listen to what he said again. My grace is sufficient for thee. Hallelujah. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And he said it changed his perspective on all those trials and tests. He said, he said, let me put it in plain language. Bring it on. Amen. And when the devil, oh, you don't have to tell the devil to bring it on. He's gonna bring it on anyway. But what he's saying is, I'm not gonna be afraid of these circumstances that drive me to my knees, that, that remind me of how weak I am apart from him. He said, listen, I, <laughs> Bring it on. (laughs) Amen. And then, in essence, because of the sufficiency of grace, he literally says, Is that all you got? Amen. If you think that that anything the devil has is going to be greater than the grace that God offers us to withstand in the evil day. I want you to know, amen, something that is so important to get a hold of today. God can use everything that is that is uh, that is absolutely leveled against you and me. He can use it to qualify us for a special grace from him. Amen. All grace is special. This is a grace that is special in the sense of giving us everything we need to stand up under the test. So God doesn't have to, have to take away every, uh, every test that comes, every attack that comes, but He gives us everything we need to stand, to endure, and to overcome. Hallelujah. I like what someone says about grace. When this term, my grace, is sufficient, this commentary says, My grace, those words involve omnipotence and omniscience, the possession of all divine resources, the perfect knowledge of all human needs, and the perpetual presence of Christ everywhere with His people. His grace is exhaustless absolutely adequate, infallibly, and unfailing. Praise God. The promise of his presence and power gave Paul courage and confidence no matter what he faced. And Paul declared it was his acknowledgment of his weakness in and of himself that qualified him for Christ's power to rest upon him. And then he said this, I will glory in my infirmities. That that he was complaining about. Take this away. It's in the way of me preaching the gospel. It hinders me. It hinders your purpose that you've called me to. Take away, three times, take away this this literal thorn in the flesh of the Apostle Paul. (laughs) The devil, there was an emissary, Paul said, which means special agent in our our terminology, sent from the devil to to oppose him in every way that the enemy could possibly oppose him. And that involved moving people to come against him. And in every situation he was in, he said, I've learned to be content because of this grace that is resting on me. Hallelujah. In fact, he said, instead of complaining from here on out, understanding the purpose of God not taking everything away, but taking me through, not taking me from. You know, the scripture is very clear. I want to slow down and catch this while we have the opportunity. The scripture is clear that when trials and tests come, God chooses to do one of two things to help us to overcome. He can take us from it by taking away this and changing the situation. Or He can take us through it. And I'm going to say something about taking us through it. If He takes you through it, you're going to learn things like Paul learned. He said, I have learned. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have learned. <laughs> I have learned through this trial something I could never learn any other way. Amen. For I have learned in verse 11 of Philippians 4, in whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content. You you don't learn that by reading the scripture. You learn it not in a Bible school. You learn it in the school of life. Amen. <laughs> no temptations taking you, but such is as common to man that no that's not just temptation to sin. Amen. The lust of our flesh and eyes and the pride of life. This is this involves trials and test and the temptation to get this discouraged to question God's faithfulness amen to question the, our our ability to stand up under those trials. No temptation has taken you but such is as common to man but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that that you are able to bear how? are we enabled to bear without without Jesus we're apart from him we can do nothing because of the sufficiency of his grace number 1 the sufficiency of his grace <laughs> hallelujah praise god let me let me state that again no temptation is taking you but such as common to man but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that, that you are able or enabled to bear, who will also make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. See, when I see way of escape, I'm escaped from it. I don't have to bear anything. The apostle Paul said, listen, he's given me a grace that is sustaining me to bear it. Hallelujah, and my escape is an escape from the, the intended result of that temptation, and that is to doubt God and doubt his, his faithfulness to me and to get discouraged and distracted. He said, listen, all of my perspective is changed now that I understand the principle of sufficient grace. No one qualifies for it in and of themselves. They have to come to an end of themselves. See, Paul was highly anointed. And he said the reason God even permitted the enemy to come against him the way he was, lest I be lifted up. By reason of all the revelations I've received, there was given to me an emissary from Satan to buffet me. That doesn't mean to break me. It doesn't mean to stop me. It means everywhere I go, there's going to be a contrary wind. <laughs> Amen. And I love what the apostle Paul went on to say later on. He said, he said, forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forth to things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. That press means to lean forward, to strain forward. The contrary wind was not taken from Paul. He was buffeted by that wind of opposition, that wind of temptation, that wind of trial, that wind of circumstance. And he said, listen, if this weakens me and causes me not to not to fall into the pride that could come through how God is using me so mightily that I would not qualify for the sufficient grace. I would surely fall. Amen. But because of this constant need for this grace in my life, amen, and this realization that I'm nothing in and of myself, even though God uses me so mightily and powerfully, praise God, I'm going to remember that without this grace, this wind would, would blow me away. Amen. But it doesn't because of the sufficiency of His grace. Hallelujah. The promise of His presence and power gave Paul courage and confidence. Hallelujah. No matter what he faced. And it was his acknowledgment of his weakness, he declared, in and of himself that qualified him. For Christ's power. And Paul said. I will glory in mine infirmities. That the power of Christ. May rest upon me. Amen. Acknowledging our weakness. And looking to Jesus. Will qualify us for God's strength. Listen to what he said in 2 Corinthians 12. and verse 10. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities. In reproaches, in necessities, in persecution. wait, 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 wait. Pleasure <laughs> in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities? Are you kidding me? Well, what what what's he talking about? Is he some kind of fatalist? Is he some kind of, of self masochist? What, what 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 is what in the world is he talking about? He knows if all of this stuff begins coming against me, amen, the power and presence of Jesus Christ is going to show up and show out in me. Hallelujah. That's my interpretation. And no one else would probably say it in those terms. But grace doesn't mean God. It does mean God's riches at Christ's expense. Yes, it's something that is, that is unmerited favor. But grace allows, you see, for something. This favor from God allows for something special to occur in our life in spite of our weakness and our insufficiency and our inability to withstand. Amen. And that is that the power and presence power of Christ, through the presence of Christ, and the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit's power within us. Amen. Listen, he said, when it all comes, I know God is going to show himself strong in me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in necessity how how's the devil going to going to hit him off (laughs) even if he threatens to take off his head how's he going to do that to a man that says, bring it on. He's not saying that in some kind of strident, self-exalting, self-sufficiency. He's saying it in the sufficiency of the power of Christ resting on him and manifesting within him. Therefore, I take pleasure in, <laughs> in, in the infirmity, in the reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions. You know, I can almost hear him saying, bring it on. Bring it on. That that I tried to escape, I'm able to endure and overcome. I'm not just a survivor. I thrive. In this cauldron of test and trial. (laughs) Amen. I don't just survive. I thrive in it. We're not just going to survive the end times. uh, With all of the pressure and problems. We're going to thrive. If we discover this principle. And we begin to receive. The sufficiency of this grace. Which allows for the power of Christ. To rest. On us, praise God, Amen. Someone, someone said it this way about Paul's talking uh, the way he is about trials and tests that that God's God's power shows up greatest in and through weak people. You know, you see some powerfully anointed people. You get to know them personally, and you find out that they are not this paragon of power uh, that that they seem to be. They're not this this person with, with with that is so special in a certain way that no one else could ever attain to that kind of 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 anointing and appointing and that kind of usefulness to God. The way powerfully God is using them, and then you get to know them, and you say, well you know they're not so perfect and and they have their their weaknesses and they 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 they're just they're just human and 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 our expectations we're a little disappointed when we get to know someone God is using powerfully personally it doesn't mean they're not honest and they're not real it means that they're operating with the power of Christ and not in their own sufficiency God is indeed using a clay vessel. Praise God. He's using a cracked pot, not a crack pot, but a cracked pot. Glory to God. Amen. And this is the secret of the apostle Paul. I see him. I see him as this powerfully anointed person with such revelation and and such absolute resolve to stand so true to God and I, i'm 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 looking here and i see a man who says you know i had to learn this It's not just in and of myself. This is all about Jesus. And this is all about the grace that allows God. Amen. To come from behind the veil. And come to abide within me. And Christ to live within me. And the Holy Spirit to come and live within me. And through the presence of God in my life. The power of Christ is resting on me when I am so weakened by the trials and tests that I look exclusively to him in order to overcome and I find as the song said more power than I've ever dreamed. I love that song learning to lean on Jesus. It's something you can't be taught even though you have a PhD in theology. It's something you have to learn in the the school of life itself. It's something you learn by going through, not always being delivered from situations and circumstances. It's something you learn when you have no confidence in the flesh, but you have all confidence in Jesus Christ. I can, which means I'm equal to anything It's not about the gifts of the Spirit, the charismata. It's not about the power and authority over the devil. This is not about I can do those things. This is about going through things and not being delivered from them all the time. Sometimes God delivers us from, and I thank God. If I had it my way, (laughs) I wouldn't go through anything, to be honest with you. Why would I? I don't get up in the morning and say, "Boy, you know, my faith is a little flabby and my 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 I'm I'm shaking a little in my resolve to serve the Lord. You know what I need in order for the power of Christ to rest on me today?" Amen. I need a trial. I need the devil to come against me with everything he's got. I need something to drive me to my knees. I don't pray that way. I don't have to. The devil's gonna do everything he can to stop me and to stop you. And trials are gonna come. Don't question God when they come. Amen. Don't question God when trials and tests come. He told us, no temptation has taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful. And this is what he's faithful to do through Christ and, and then through the Holy Spirit in our heart and in our life. I take pleasure in infirmities. I don't enjoy trials, but I take pleasure in knowing when they come. It's an opportunity for God to display His grace and His provision in my life in spite of whatever weakens me in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Praise God. Amen. God keeps us through the sufficiency of His grace. And grace, dear friend, is not just God's unmerited favor. Yes, that's what it is, but that's not what it does. Because of God's unmerited favor, God is able to come and indwell us the Holy Spirit is able to come and indwell us. Christ is able to come and indwell us and release His power, the same power that raised Him from the dead. Hallelujah. In you and in me, when we qualify for this wonderful provision called grace, I am all sufficient in Christ sufficiency Hallelujah Amen Friend of mine when I hear the song Amazing Grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I think of God's provision I think of what God has done in and through Jesus Christ in order to save my soul and I think of the wretched state that I was in. I like the song that says I was lost and undone without God nor His Son, one of my dad's favorites, when he reached down his hand for me, when he reached way down for me. Friend of mine, I don't want to ever forget There's another song that says, roll back the curtain of memory now and then. Show me where you took me from and where I might have been. Oh, remind us, dear Lord. Remind us today. Help us to remember how hopeless and helpless we were without you. And help us. When we find ourselves feeling that again, to look to you for your fruition of grace. Not only to save us, but to sustain us until we are safe at home. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It's all about Jesus. It's all about grace. It's all about the wonderful Heavenly Father's provision. It's all about the person power of the Holy Spirit today. Listen, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, the Bible says of you that you are without God and without hope in this present world. Ah, but He's reaching way down. To you today. Don't run from him. Run to him. Receive Jesus as your Savior, as your Sovereign, your Lord, your King, and come, come just as you are in Jesus' name.